0: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six
1: thirty Chad six thirty Chad
0: and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the
1: show that is everything Oilers Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex service for all brands of print equipment in your office yeah Digitex
0: does that D I G I T E X dot C A
1: on Oilers Radio six thirty
0: Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you uh, with Oilers Now, along with Brendan Escott. And the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, for this, the eighth consecutive season that they've been the title sponsor of the show, and that is Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Next half hour of the show, Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. A reminder, the horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780 496 Actually, uh, so Fine Floor is providing winning results for over 35 years, and uh, we will tell you that guests on this show receive certificates to Japanese Village now open for... Uh takeout orders full details at jvedmonton.ca mark Spector will join us until 1 30 kelly moore out of cjob uh, in winnipeg longtime western canadian broadcaster at 135 today we'll also have your orders now prospect report for scott arthur millwork in cabinetry as well as the orders now injury report for james h brown all in the next hour back to sportsnet spec spec we re-engage and here's where we're going to go. Tyson Berry last night uh, matched his point total from last season. He had 39 points to the Leafs in 70 games last year. Minus seven. He's got 39 points in 46 games in his plus five uh, with Edmonton. He is, however, a UFA. And we talked a bit about the organic growth of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. How bullish are you on Evan Bouchard and what he might be capable of doing?
1: Well, he's not ready to be Tyson Berry, you know, next season. I mean, all the things Tyson Berry does are things that take a while for my eye to – for a young defenseman to learn. Could he be as good one day? Maybe. He's never going to be the same guy. But, you know, let's refine the question. Is it plug and play? Berry leaves and Bouchard walks in? No, no. There would be a big drop-off. But there's a salary cap that has a lot to do with this. To me, the, the big cog in this, Bob, is, is Oscar Clefbaum going to play. Right. You know, if Oscar Clefbaum's gonna play, then I'm thinking my you know, remember folks, that this power play is really good this year. It's not better than when Oscar Clefbaum ran it. Right? As much as Tyson Barry's an awesome player, I got all day for him. In a great acquisition, Colin did a hell of a job. But this power play is not better than the one Oscar Clefbaum ran last year. So If you're telling me I get Clefbaum back and I could use Clefbaum and Nurse and they could help me get Bouchard to the point where he's going to run this thing, I think I could do that. But the problem here is, Bob, I'm not sure they're going to – the timeline's gonna be such that they're gonna be sure on Clefbaum before it comes time to sign Barry.
0: And by the way, just just for a full disclosure here, because now you're making me dig and do a little bit of work and you know how much I like to do that, Mark, on the show. Uh, I want to talk a bit about the power play last season because it was the best power play in forty seasons, Mark, yeah. in the National Hockey League. So let's let's not forget the power play. In 18-19, with mostly clef bomb as a left shot option, was at 21.2%. That was ninth in the league. Last season, best power play 40 years in the NHL, 29.5%. The Oilers went into last night's game third. Uh, they went 0 for 1. They're at 26% right now. So they're full 4.8% higher than they were two years ago. But they're 3.5% behind last year's ridiculous pace. Here's how bullish I am on Evan Bouchard, spec. I believe, so if the clock starts next season, within the next three years, he will have a 15-goal, 50-point season in the NHL. Okay. That's where I see his offensive up. And, and I think that there is, is there will be a little bit more in transition. Uh, but let's not forget he's a six foot two, right shot D, and I see the Oilers is building a bigger. I think they're gonna, you know, if you're gonna, between Larson and Barry, I just think that the signs are pointing to L- Larson being the guy that gets signed first out of those two guys. I think Tyson Berry's yep. going to go to the market. We'll mention they're both represented by the same uh, agency, um, but you know Larson six foot three, Bouchard would be six foot two, and you still have Ethan Barron a relatively team friendly deal at least for one more season at two million bucks, and he's not putting up points. So I'll be intrigued to see where his next contract goes. Might be another bridge, um, but. But I, I'm I'm pretty bullish. I think the listeners know that on Bouchard. Do you think that's possible? If you start at the clock next year, so within the next three years, starting next year, do you think it's possible he could get to the point where he's a 15 goal, 50 point defenseman? Because that is big time numbers for an NHL defenseman today.
1: Yeah, he would have to be running a power play to be. Yes. Uh, you're getting a serious amount of power play time to to achieve those numbers. So if you're telling me that in three years from next, starting next year, three seasons, he's running the power play and getting those numbers, that's not. I won't dismiss that, Bob. That could certainly happen. He's, You know, he's got the bomb you want from back there, for one. He's got a better shot than Barry. Barry's got a nice one-timer for sure, as the numbers suggest. Barry uh, Bouchard shoots harder, got a better shot. But he doesn't do a lot of the other things as well because he's a young player with no experience. When he gets that experience, Bob, don't ask me how good he's going to be. I haven't seen him play enough up here. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, it would sure. Be nice to get him in against some of these couple of these games against Vancouver. It'd be nice if we could play a couple of games here coming up.
0: Yeah, I like again. And I, 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 did you watch him much last year in Bakersfield, Spec? Nah, not a ton. I don't watch a lot of Bakersfield. No. Yeah, I, last half of last season, he was the best defenseman in the Pacific Division. I'm, I'm pretty, I might be wrong. I've been wrong before, Mark, but I'm pretty bullish on this guy. I gotta tell you. And it's part of that second wave of organic guys that's gonna take Edmonton. Cause I think we can see, like, you know what? They're, they're, they're probably gonna finish smart. They're probably finishing second in the North Division. Okay? Yep. So they're, they're probably gonna finish somewhere between eighth to twelfth overall in the league. Um but I I think they have another they're going to have cap space. is going to be I don't think you'll see the same tandem come back next year. Okay? I think you have to contemplate re-signing Mike Smith all day, but I don't think you'll see the same tandem come back next year. I think the defense will have a slightly different look and I think they'll have money to add another left winger. Here's one for you that I want to uh, get to. Speaking of left wing. Is it just possible that Nugent Hopkins is just more comfortable playing at the pace with Settle and Yamamoto than he is playing with McDavid? Or was he unlucky, statistically, when he was on the ice with McDavid? Because, you know, Ryan, until last night, Ryan had two even-strength primary assists, and that one of those even-strength goals went into an empty net, but that's how the NHL counts even strength, as you know. Two even-strength primary assists all season last night until he set up the two-on-one on a strip that he made, by the way, off foreboard. Yep. Hey, uh,
1: listen, it hasn't been a good year for Nugent Hopkins. He's supposed to produce. You know, there's some guys you look at and you say, hey, he played well, didn't go in, but he played well. I'll say that about Nugent Hopkins for a little while, but I don't care what your name is. When you make six million bucks, you've got to produce. You've got to have numbers. Right? His numbers are poor, Bob. It's a contract here for Nugent Hopkins. You're telling me you spent a whole year playing next to the two leading scorers in the National Hockey League, Drysaddle and McDavid, and you've got two primary assists all season long? And until you last played night with those guys every game. Did he get his third one last night? One's an empty netter. Call it three. I don't care. I mean guys guys playing with McDavid can get that in a game. So it's been a lousy year for for Nugent Hopkins, and no, Bob, that production's not enough. I'm not talking luck. I'm not talking fluke. I'm saying if that's your role and that's what you make, and you're on this team and trying to help them win, you got to get more done. And it hasn't been a good year for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm going to be really intrigued to see how that negotiation goes. By the way, Spec, a player we've talked about t- uh, before, Jake DeBrusk, a healthy scratch for Boston tonight yep. down the stretch. I, Rick Rick has got both Jake DeBrusque and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. If I was Rick, I, I, we're at the like Boston brought in Taylor Hall. Um, they're playing Trent Frederick ahead of Jake DeBrusque tonight. They're playing Richie ahead of Jake. This is a guy that scored 27 goals for the Bruins two years ago. It's a real interesting. I think that's a situation to watch if you're the Oilers. What do you think?
1: Well, here's what I want to ask
0: you: What's the, what's the brus make three and a quarter, three and a half? It's a little... Uh, now, now you're going to have to make me look it up on the fly. You know what? I think it's a 3.6 cap hit. I think it tops out at 4.8 uh, next season. And I, I think the way the new... And I'd have to maybe talk to the guys at Puckpedia. But the way the CBA change worked a bit, I don't think he has to be qualified at that 4.8 price point. Uh, so that's what I want to know. To me, you, you have to avoid what killed the Oilers on, on Andreas See
1: and right? Right? He had an old economy contract. And then he had to get qualified at an old economy number. And there was just no way you could afford with a, with a a flat cap to give him 3 million bucks. And, and at this point, DeBrusque might be that guy for me. I like the player. I like the project. I think he, him and Cassidy have to find distance. I think he's done with Cassidy and Cassidy's done with him. That's what I'm reading out of there. And that's fine. We've seen a million young players who just need the next stop in their career to revitalize things to start again. But what you can't do, Bob, is take a guy and give up a price and trade a bunch of stuff away, and then a year from now, you got to qualify him at like $4 bucks or something, and you go, oh, man, he's a $2 million player in this economy. So that's something that Ken Hall will have to figure out. Before he he got it, him.
0: Yeah, he got a two-year deal. The AAV is $3.675 million. Uh, his actual salary next season is $4.85 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he qualifies at three six. then, right? I'd have to check that. I gotta check to see the CBA. I don't, maybe somebody can text us that right now. Uh, there we go. We'll wait and see here whether or not we, uh, you know what? I could, I could probably check if we went to commercial break, but, uh, once, <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't want to, I want to carry it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an interesting <laughs> one. Here's, here's why I think, to, like, I'm looking at the age in the window for Nebraska. I mean, he's Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl's age. Yep. Like, to, and, and the orders need a left wing, and he needs a place to play in the top six. And, and with all due respect to Tyler Ennis. And to Dominic Cahun, he's an upgrade on those two guys. You know what I'm saying? So- well,
1: sure. You gotta. You have to also. You know what? As we all love Jake, like right. right. We're, we're. It's hard to comment on Jake because first of all, we all know his dad so well. Jake plays in my golf tournament every summer. He's a good kid. I'll tell you right now. He he funnels some his equipment money to Sports Central. He's helping the community in Edmonton. Like he's an awesome kid, man. I got everything good to say about him. So it's hard. This is where the objectivity. Becomes tough. But I will say to you that if you get Joe Haggerty on your show or Kevin Duke oh, yeah. on a couple oh, yeah. they're, they're hammering them. They're hammering They're going to tell you that there's some holes in his game. And, and, you know, I don't know what the reasons are. Him and Cassidy, are they're, they're not meshing here. It's not working. Most of us would say Cassidy's a pretty good coach, Bob. Right? So yeah. there's something happening here that if I think I have the solution, I'll tell you what, I will take on a project named Jake DeBrusque every day of every week. But I got to know what the solution is and what's going on a little bit deeper before I make that
0: acquisition. And that's a that's a completely fair uh, assessment. Uh, and and we will mention Jake DeBrusk uh, dealt with COVID earlier this season. Taylor Hall dealt with COVID. Uh, to me, Taylor Hall hasn't looked the same. Even he's put up points in Boston, but I don't think that uh, he, you know he hasn't played at the level that he did in New Jersey or a couple of seasons. The year he won the MVP, or even a couple of seasons when he had 130 points and 120 games in Edmonton. And So uh, there's that factor as well. It's it's interesting to because I'm just watching the makeup of the Oilers. Um, you know, you got McDavid, Drysaddle, potentially McLeod down the middle. Let's assume they re-sign Nugent Hopkins. You got RV Yamamoto, Archibald, and Cassian all on the right side. You, you know, there's an opportunity for for maybe a, a top six left wing if you re-sign Nugent Hopkins and plunk him on the left side. I think, I think to start next season, you might see Tyler Benson here if he, if he gets through the expansion draft. I think you might see Benson on a line with McLeod and Archibald to start the year. I think they got to know what they got with the guy. You know what I mean? Maybe give him 20 games and, and that might be the 20 game window that Holloway needs to get his feet wet in the minors before he, he inevitably comes up because he's coming up because he can skate and he's going to play. I, I don't think he's down there. Like I could see Broberg down there spec for, for 50, 60 games next year, but I could see maybe in Holloway's case he's only down for 2025. 20, By the way, are you concerned at all with Broberg? He's had his minutes significantly limited over in Sweden in the SHL playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not at all because we've. uh, I wish I could think of the example, but in my brain, there's been kids who stayed in Europe for the extra year, and by the time they were done that extra year, it was starting to go, and they were ready to get over here and start playing NHL hockey. I don't. He was quite injured at the World Junior. Yes. Right. I didn't. I, I. you know, he was playing to me at 50% at best at the World Junior. So he came out of there injured. He went into the SHL playoffs here. I'm not at all worried. No, nope, doesn't worry me a bit. This kid needs a summer to get healthy. He'll be in the AHL. Don't, don't sweat it, man. I think he'll be just fine.
0: Rick and Jasper has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hey, Bob. I like DeBrus too, but isn't there somebody out there available in free agency that we could pick up at a similar cap hit that uh, uh, we can obtain for just money and not assets? Thoughts from Rick and Jasper. Rick there is entirely too much logic and rationale in that text 100, 100% agree I mean there are going to I believe there's going to be players that want to come I mean I think there might be a little bit of concern with some players but the COVID, and i'm serious about this canada's got a the u.s is going to be did biden announced today the u.s is opening up we know that's not happening short term in canada the u.s is up to about spec about 67 percent of americans i believe have now received at least one shot i think canada at like 31 32 percent um but i do believe there's going to be guys looking at the opportunity free agency wise to come in uh to potentially play with mcdavid or dry settle on left wing what about you
1: what about listen i think you just have to look at tyson berry you know tyson berry wanted to sort of rekindle himself to re to put himself back where we all thought he was he takes a one-year deal here in edmonton and now he's going out in the ufa market or signing at edmonton but he's back to making what he thinks he should make i'm guarantee you bob that left winger is out there who might be coming off a little shaky season who needs to you know who's willing to do a one-year deal to play next to McDavid and dry, or dry settle? Oh yeah, you could. You can when you got a guy like McDavid, you can work that all day long. Guys won't want to come in here, pump up their value, and then you decide after the season if you re-sign them or let them fly.
0: Drew has texted the show, uh, Bob. We got your thoughts on Kulakov and McLeod. Can you ask Spec? Mark, The floor is yours. <laughs>
1: I, I was really excited about McLeod. Like he just, for a first game, he fits in. He could skate at an NHL level. He's sized at an NHL level. He even won. I mean, he only took five draws. I think he won three and lost two. Uh, looked totally comfortable in his first game. He's going to improve 300 times. So love the McLeod kid as your third line center for the next 10 years. Uh, and Kulikov makes you better. He's a he's a wow. 700 game. Well, You're adding no. it to him for the next decade, eh? You're like, boom, let's go, let's give it it's to him. him. Yeah? I, I, why wouldn't you? Does he not? Like, to me, I'm not saying he's Adam Lowry at this point. I'm yeah. not saying that because he's not that good and he's not that experienced. But when he is experienced, could he not be to dry settle McDavid what Lowry is to Dubois and Shifley? I can't see why he can't be that guy.
0: Well I'll I'll, I'll take with all due respect to Adam Lowry, who's a hell of a third line center, I'll take the Oilers trio of three over the, the Jets trio of three yeah,
1: Sure, sure. Right. But I love Lowry and I love the big physical guy underneath the two yeah. more skilled guys. And, and as for Kulikov, he just you just upgraded. You got a better seven hundred game defenseman who's gonna be calm under pressure, who you can put out when you're trying to nurse a two one lead in the playoff game. Uh, whether you keep next year, that's a conversation for another time. But for the immediate moment, you have improved your defense by adding Dimitri Kulakov. Yes.
0: All right, uh, Mark. What happens tomorrow? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Try predicting, right? Uh, I'll
1: tell you what. I don't. Uh, this is a little different. Winnipeg's, listen, here's the deal with Winnipeg. Uh, Maurice said this after the game last night, uh, Bobby. Uh, Toronto's found their game and they're cruising along. They, they are playing really good hockey. This is how Toronto wants to play. They're playing that way. Edmonton's found their game. is the best team in the North since like January 30th, even better than Toronto. So Edmonton's found their game. They're honing their game. They're ready for playoffs. If playoffs started tomorrow, Edmonton would be ready to play right now. Winnipeg isn't close they got a couple guys injured. They are not close to finding their game. Their goaltender's been pulled, I think, in two of his last three starts. Uh, they're a bit of a mess here, and the clock's ticking. they got eight games left. So do they win tomorrow? I don't know if they win tomorrow, but they can't get bombed tomorrow. Hellebuck's got to make some saves if he plays tomorrow they got to start to resemble the Winnipeg Jets. They go into a series against Evan and if they lose tomorrow, Bob, they'll have lost six straight to the Oilers. I don't care who you are. When you lose six straight to a team, you're questioning if you will going to beat that team four out of seven, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I think that's a completely fair assessment. Mark, as always, thank you for your time. Yep, for doing a hit on Friday. Oh, of course, Bobby, of course. All right. Great stuff. For the horses, here we go. For the horses and horse racing in Alberta, that is Mark Spector. Sean has Texas and he makes a great point. Here's the thing about Kulikov, Bob. I didn't notice him once last night. Then I checked and saw that he played 18 minutes. That's a very good thing. It is 125 in Edmonton. And when we come back, we are going to, uh, we'll get to the Oilers now. Injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers and also hit on our prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork and cabinetry. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 127 in Edmonton. Into the Oilers Now injury report brought to you daily by James H. Brown injury lawyers. For every goal that the Oilers score this season, James H. Brown will donate uh, donate $100 to 630 set as anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. So we know uh, Zach Cassian uh, yesterday placed on LTIR. That will buy the Oilers uh, more cap space so that they have more maneuver between now and the end of the regular season. Of course, once the playoffs come, you can uh, go over the cap however you want. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum obviously shut down for the year. Shoulder surgery, TBA, and a potential return. Uh, Cassie, you know, let's call it a core issue at this time. Slater Cuckoo is skating, coming off a broken collarbone. Jujar Kera uh, uh, not going to play these two games against Winnipeg upper body issue. Winnipeg Jets, here's Brendan Escott. Oh, I didn't even fill out the Winnipeg. Well, why don't I, why don't I do Winnipeg for you? How does that, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh... Yes, Nikolai Ehlers is out uh, multiple weeks, giving us an update on that. Coming up will be Kelly Moore out of uh, uh, Winnipeg. Adam Lowry out with concussion-like uh, symptoms, and uh, Ehlers, uh, bit, well, he took a couple heavy collisions uh, against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs elsewhere around the NHL. Yeah, the uh, the big story today, Blue Jackets goaltender Jonas Korpisalo done for the final six games of the season. He's got a lower body injury, so Elvis Merzlechkins will get some run uh, taking over start Duties there. And the uh, Blue Jackets do not have to protect uh, expansion draft uh, Mers Leachkins, but the belief is they will be trading him in the offseason. Hmm, that'd be an interesting. Guy. He's been much better between him and Corpuscellus so far this season. Kelly Moore coming up out of CJOB in Winnipeg. He works on their uh, uh, radio broadcast, longtime Western Canadian broadcaster, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon.